While everyone agrees that digital transformation is critical to the success of all businesses, no one claims that transformation is easy. So how can we ensure that companies thrive in their digital transformation journey? That's what we're going to talk about today in this conversation. Hi everyone, I'm your host, Danny Levy. I'm also the Managing Director for Money 2020 Asia. Our work focuses on the innovation of financial services and payments ecosystems on a global scale, and we're the place where money does business. I'm passionate about the impact digital transformation could bring to businesses, and that's why I'm very excited to be talking to Alex So today. Alex is the founder and group managing partner of Fastlane Group, a Hong Kong-based accountancy and advisory company that has been serving the startup community over the past decade. He shares what it takes for small and medium-sized enterprises to achieve success amid the continuing challenges in the post-COVID-19 world, and explains why digital transformation is crucial to ensure companies are prepared to compete and thrive, especially in unexpected business environments. So, let's get into it. Alex, welcome. It's great to have you here. I'm really, really excited about the conversation today. Hi, Danny. Thanks for having me here. Thank you. Thank you. So let's get into the discussion for the day. The term digital transformation, it's its not new in the business world. Uh, we can go back to 2013 when we first started to hear the words. However, clearly digital transformation has accelerated. And that was the case during the pandemic. And it really accelerated fast. Companies were forced to innovate at a record pace. It's now 2023. And as we move out of the pandemic, how, how do you view the term digital transformation? And do you still think it holds the same meaning for companies as it did a few years ago? I think in the last two, three years, the pandemic actually accelerated the pace of the digital transformation. Basically, it's, it's the business how they become more effective, more efficient, how they use technology to improve the customer experience. And I think most importantly, how they become more profitable. I mean, digital transformation, it's a, it's a very broad term, isn't it? I mean, what does it mean for you? How, how do you think about it when someone comes and says, we want to do a digital transformation or we think our business would perform better if we were just more digital? Well, I think basically I would say how to use the technology. What are the current technology that you can use to benefit the business? Mm-hmm. The, the digital transformation is not but it's just one area. It could be many areas. It could be process efficiency. It could be customer experience. It could be even data security. So the first question is really like, okay, what do you want to improve? What is your objective? Yeah. Um, and we take it from there. I think there's a lot of uh, thoughts behind like the, the objective and what sort of budget you have, what's the pain point you really want to solve. There are a lot of things you can do, but I think it's really, you have to prioritize it. And then you put the resources. And, and I, I think it's also, you need to find the right people to do it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in, internal people uh, or like consultant like us, uh, you really need someone to guide you through. So it's really, really to understand where it's coming from. And my, my perspective is really helping them on the, on the profitability, the margin, and the, and the process efficiency. You know, small steps, you take small steps, and you, maybe you failed, um, and then you learn, and then you revise, and then you improve. Yeah. So to so cut it down into smaller pieces, and you can see the result quicker, and then you have more confidence to do more. I liked your point there as well around that kind of the mindsets. And again, if you do fail, make sure that you fail forward, right? Make sure you learn from it and, and you can then improve the next time and go again. I think that's important, right? Because this is a big, 
big thing, right? Bringing in new technology. It's not an exact science all the time. And sometimes it doesn't go to plan. Mm -hmm. So Alex, we're going to talk next around real-time data. And and really interesting, because real-time data is becoming increasingly important for many industries, uh, from financial services to technology. And companies who want to, to capture information as it happens, this is crucial to them. So wanted to get your thoughts again. Could, could you give us some examples on how you're seeing real-time data useful to, to business operations? Sure, sure. Well, real-time definitely is important. And I give a more specific example. Let's say online delivery, order, online ordering and delivery. Like So you know that, especially after the pandemic, a lot of customers actually make online purchase, right? Mm-hmm. So then this, this is real-time. This is real-time data. Right, so you you need to know like okay who is ordering what, and then you start to look at the, the inventory and preparing it. So you cannot really wait for for a day or two days to start processing. So there's a lot of you know expectation on clients saying like okay when I order I would expect like one day two days I should have the the product right. Mm-hmm. So this this real time data is very important. I think the other thing is the payment right. So you make the order right. I want to make sure that you pay. So it's a real di- real time data. Mm-hmm. So having this sort of like uh, important data, real time, is important to manage the business, right? So we we really helping the client to make sure that how you can see the data, how you assess it, and and making sure that like okay you get pay, so that you don't get into trouble in terms of not not having money to to pay your other expenses. Yes. Yeah. How have you found the technology on real time data there with 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 supporting the the business operations and business functions. Uh, we have been using Zero for the last 10 years. It's a cloud accounting software which is predefined. It. I would say there's like 40 to 50 reports that are already built in. Okay. So you can run the report and you can see a lot of information. Like let's say the profit and loss statements, the balance sheets. So this is really helping company to you know, run more efficient. And I think it's more the confidence, right? Especially in the last couple of years is, you know, the economy is doing not that well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, you're really questioning a lot of things, right? Yeah. And, and you need answers. So your accountant, not necessarily right next to you, uh, for some of the sleepless nights, you can just log in to the software. You can check, okay, where's, you know, my, 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 bank, my bank balance is going up or going down. How, how, how quick, uh, my balance is being back up. Like, so, so these are very useful information. Alex, you mentioned you've been using the software for, for 10 years and you, you've got hundreds of, of, of customers on there that you've worked with. Any specific examples that come to mind of, uh, of how it's benefited uh, companies? Sure, definitely. I mean, one of the interesting cases, I got a client actually, they actually run a uh, a medical practice that they do vaccinations. Okay. Right. So, and because of the huge demand for the vaccination, they provide the services. So they need to track them. They 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 need you know infantry uh, systems or uh, tools to help them to see, like uh, especially for vaccine, they have expiry expiration date. Mm-hmm. So they need to really track it. They need to manage the quantity and the cost. And so we successfully help them to implement zero put in all the infantry items inside so they can actually look at the stock level uh, and also you know the cost. So it's automatically done. So you don't have to re-input the information. So again, that's saved the, the, the manpower and doing something more important. Right? So this is one of the example 
uh, about using the system in this environment and, and try to save manpower for automating the input. Okay, fantastic. And Alex, digital transformation, it's, it's a big investment, both in terms of money and time. But the question is, and we've spoken quite a bit on it already, can, can companies afford not to digitally transform, do you think, uh, at the moment? Well, I don't think so. I think they have to stay relevant. I think in particular, unless there's a new standard, a new norm, a new trend, I think uh, stop you know, searching information from the internet or stop buying things online, I don't see that stopping. Right? So, so you have to follow the trend. Not just the, you know, whether the people are test savvy or not. I think it's just like everyone's doing it, uh, unfortunately. So, so the, I think the question is how I'm going to do it and how I'm going to do it better and differently. You know, the current generation, Generation Alpha, I mean, mm-hmm. they've been grow up in a digital world. I mean, yeah. they've been using smartphone, internet, and you know, all these devices. So, so that's how they interact with, uh, with the businesses. So it's not just accounting process as such, but also the expectation, how you personalize the offering, how you can very efficiently meet their requirements. So with this digital or technology-enabled solution, that's how you can stay relevant to really you know, satisfy their, their expectations. So you mentioned Generation Alpha. I'm keen to, to talk a little bit more about that. And, and by 2025... Generation Alpha will be the largest generation at over 2 billion in size. They've been growing up with smartphones and tablets. And and talking personally, I'm a a millennial parent with two Generation Alpha children. So I can can vouch for that. They have been growing up with smartphones and tablets. They They can already use the smartphone better than I can. They're very digitally empowered, more so than any group before them. So... When it comes to business, what what do you think companies need to be thinking about and what do they need to be doing to best serve the characteristics of this up-and-coming demographic? Yeah, that's interesting. I do have children actually born from 2010. <laughs> and I think for yeah, for them, I, th- I think it's very natural. I mean, yeah. they, they can use things that I don't expect them. They can, you know, use it that easy. And, mm. you know, it's just like doing a PowerPoint, like at school. Yeah. Um, they can build a website. So I think they're surrounded by all these, um, I guess, devices and, and information and social media. Mm-hmm. So so how how you engage them? So definitely you need to have you know, the window to engage them if they are your target client, right? So social media, digital marketing, again. So it's, I would say it's not just digital transformation, but I think, I think you need to figure out a way how to engage them, how to talk to them, how to understand their needs. And I think the expectations are pretty high because they, they need immediate response. Yeah. Yeah, completely agree. If we even just take a step back for a minute, I guess as well with the, the explosion of technology in the last few years and things like Amazon, right, where we as consumers are so used to that one-click kind of customer experience uh-huh. I guess the the lines between B2B and B2C have become quite blurred, haven't they? And and companies also need to be offering that kind of B2C experience almost. You mentioned e-commerce earlier, and even as B2B buyers, we're making it as easy as possible. Do you, do you see that trend as well within digital transformation that kind of companies as well that have been quite traditional for many years in the B2B place because of the blurring of the lines, they're also having to 
adopt new technology to transform their business operations so that they can keep pace with this this new reality? Well, I would say from a B2B perspective, I think the digital transformation actually happened um, a lot earlier. Mm. I think, uh, you know, the, those bigger businesses, I would say, they, they used to have like a, a bigger budget. They do have a dedicated team, mm-hmm. IT team. Um, so I think they've been like working quite closely with other, you know, business partner, as in like I'm the, I, I'm doing A and other companies doing B, mm-hmm. how we can communicate quicker and better. Example, it will be supermarket. I mean, okay. supermarket and also uh, the warehouse or the supplier, right? They do have this B2B uh, purchase systems. Actually, they can talk, you know, you can find out the stock level quicker. So I think that, that actually happened probably 15, 20 years ago. This sort of uh, B2B uh, efficiency uh, gain from technology. But I would say it's more the B2Cs, I think, for the last 10, 5 years, mm-hmm. and accelerated by the pandemic, COVID, because people, everyone stay at home. They just browse the internet and they make the purchase. And and people cannot travel to your shop and buy things. I mean, so so that basically you have to transform, right? You have to transform, you have to communicate to your customers. And then, then you, you do this sort of like digital transformation as in like, okay, you have a uh, online shops and, and shopping carts and people start doing it. And before I think people start doing it, I mean, companies doing it, uh, it's more like, uh, optional. But now if no one actually can go out and do the purchase, then, then it's basically survival. You really have to do it because otherwise you have no business, you know, for business, like the business owner, when they see other businesses, you know, smaller business, right? They can see they can do it uh, successfully uh, and they will be saying, okay, if they can do it, why can't I? Mm. So then they, they, they're more willing to take the, the steps because it's not that difficult. Yeah, I think it's, it's more and more popular and then more and more people benefit from that. And so the, there's a growing demand. So I would say from, from us, because we're helping clients doing this sort of transformation and mm-hmm. implementation, you know, the inquiry and, and cases that we support actually going a few time more than, than a couple of years ago. And, and, and I guess within the technology realm at the moment, Alex, what, what is it that kind of excites you when you kind of look across technology and some of the emerging trends that we're seeing? What, what is it that, that kind of piques your interest right now? I would say even for ourselves, we, we're thinking about like how to improve the efficiency again. Um, mm-hmm. So using chatbots, uh, mm-hmm. something that we've been using now. So basically, our client can actually interact with our chat box. So we want to make it more intelligent. And so definitely AI is something that uh, we are paying a lot of attention. Probably I would say 10 years ago, we say, why well, we are a tech-savvy accounting firm mm-hmm. and we're doing quite well, right? So from now, I would say we need to really position us as an AI-enabled accounting firm or corporate services. How we apply AI to make us more efficient, um, to run our business, to, to deliver our services, as well as how we use AI to improve our customer services. And I think client in general will have a high expectation about, you know, they want answers right away. And I see AI is actually uh, using, you know, helping us. And And people often kind of underestimate, don't they, the the kind of non-technology part of the digital transformation because a big part of, of, of moving more digital or more tech savvy or 
integrating new systems is actually winning over the, the hearts and mind of the people internally, and then also having to put in place um, processes so that you remove the friction and you make it as easy as possible for the people to use the new uh, technology. When we think more holistically, how in your mind do you kind of do those other two areas, you know, convince the people that this is the right thing to do? And, you know, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is maybe, is it a threat to me? Is this, you know, going to put me out of a job? And, and then how do you go about putting those processes in place? Yeah, I think in general, I would say people are reluctant to change, especially mm. if they don't know what's going on and what the implication or impact to them. I think, you know, people um, issues is um, something that people have to keep in mind. Communications, I think uh, having a demonstration is very important. If you can visualize it, if you can help them to see it, uh, they're more, I would say, more comfortable uh, from the changes. Because mm -hmm. typically they will say, okay, I, this is what I'm doing. I know I'm getting the result by doing exactly the same every day, but you're giving them a new new method, a new way, a new tools. Mm -hmm. They're not too sure they can do it. Yeah, they're not too sure they can get the results. And often some of the, you know, they are always failure here and there. So they're just afraid like, okay, if I spend all the effort, right, but then I don't get the results, mm -hmm. then, um, you know, just, just not doing any good for me. Sure, sure. Alex, so within digital transformation, do do platforms like Zero Analytics help to build resilience into businesses? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I'm a big fan about data. You know, you make mm. decision based on data. You definitely need the data to help you run the business. Now, mm -hmm. there are different sort of data. I mean, there's operational data, there are financial data. Now, for receiving business, definitely we need to make sure that you know our financial health. I mean, the company financial health is is, is good. Right, and then you mm -hmm. need the data to to support. Then you need data to help you to make the analysis. Now, the data in that sense also we are talking about like the trend, right? You know, is it the trend is going up, going down, or is it random? Um, the difference of trend, right? You can talk about the trend of your your revenue. You can talk about your trend. You can look at the trend of your margin. Is it your margin is going, you know, is this going higher or is going lower? You can look at your trend about your cost, where you're mm -hmm. spending more, you're spending less. So um, it's definitely very important that you have this financial data to run a business and stay healthy and be resi resilient and you can plan. Uh, I can definitely see like Zero is doing a great job to provide all this data that you need. As I said, it's, you know, anytime, anywhere, uh, you know, as long as the internet access. When we use Zero, everything is organized, is clear with a structure, right? So the time I spend with my client it's not about getting the data into the system because we have a process. So my conversation uh, or my value to my clients really discuss more meaningful way of improving their business, more meaningful way to plan their business rather than you know, putting everything into a spreadsheet and trying to do analysis. And then can we run the reports out from zero? So I think the quality of the conversation I would say it's more productive. I think my client will get a lot more mm -hmm. uh, from the conversation that we have, from the report that we can generate from zero, just like just press a button, you can see it. Rather than before, it's just like, okay, can you give me the bank statements? Can you give me the invoice? We spend 80% of trying to get all this information and then and, and get the financial statements. Now, we can spend maybe 20 to 30 
a percent of effort to organize this, and then I have seventy percent of time in talking about the planning, talk about other things,、uh, which is very important. Then we talk about business resilience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely agree. And you can focus on what adds the most value, can't you? Rather than having to pull all of that information together. So, Alex,、um, back to digital transformation, and keen to get your thoughts. I mean. Do you think it's a superpower for businesses? Do you think that companies just need to get that right, and everything else falls into place? Often there are a lot of choices,、um, so it's it's not easy, right? It's not easy. There's so so many tools that you want to try out, yeah, and then you have so limited time. I would say so. You always want to get something easy to use,、uh, is is affordable, yeah. So there's a lot of research. And I think also we 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 have to challenge as well. Like the client come to us and say, "Hey, look, I want to do this and this, and I want to. Do you have a suggestion on the systems?、Mm-hmm. Right, a thousand of them. We we don't necessarily able to tell them like give them all the comparison, which which one is good, which one is better. And again, sometimes it really depends on your needs,、uh, your industry, and also your budget. For this、uh, cloud solutions, the the good thing why it works and it's relatively cheap, but the downside is. You know there are limitations in in terms of the customization,、mm. so they they are not built for one specific、uh, company needs. It's basically it's like a best practice. This is the, the most、uh, you know most used most wanted features, right? So in other words,、um, for for companies they want to pick the right tools, they need to adjust their mindset. So I think the expectation is very important. So it's going back to okay, what are the things that you want to resolve? What's your pain point, and what sort of budget you have, and then、uh, and take it from there.、Um, just before we close, I wanted to change the pace slightly.、Um, would you be able to share one life or career lesson with the listeners? Wow, a lot of <laughs> lessons I learned. I'm not that young, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think it's just really don't afraid to fail. I、yeah. think、um, you know everyone make big sticks.、Uh, you make the best decisions. You make the the best decision that at the time, you know when you when you face a challenge.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's just just you know just have a, a strong belief. If you you have some belief, you, you just stick to it.、Uh, definitely, you need to、uh, listen to different opinion, right? So you do the analysis, you think about what's best for you, and just stick with it. And even you failed, just just recover and and try it again. Alex, really enjoyed the conversation today. Thank you for for sharing your thoughts and insights on digital transformation, real time data, zero analytics,、uh, and Generation Alpha, and and what the future has in store for us. I've I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, thank you, Danny. This has been our special episode on digital transformation in the business world with Alex So. Managing Director of Accountant Firm Fastlane Group, where we learnt about the role real-time data plays in the digital transformation of businesses in a post-COVID world. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family, and check out our other SCMP articles and content on digital transformation. Once again, my name is Danny Levy, and thank you for listening.